Welcome to Might in Motion, where we help you navigate your personal and professional goals to manifest them into your deserved career and life path. Here at Might in Motion, we don't make excuses. We do the work and go above and beyond. The Might in Motion podcast brings you guests that will help stretch you out of your comfort zone and push you to improve your goals. Like, comment, and share. This is Might in Motion. Tonight, I bring to you Melissa Wolbert, an entrepreneur, but she's way more than that. She's a trucker's wife of eight years. She's got multiple kids with two still left at home and adult children across the country. She was an RN, but decided in 2022 to move out of that and she had enough. She wanted to move across the country and start a hobby farm and homeschool the kiddos. I am so excited to hear about how she started exploring business opportunities and was able to turn that into a strong entrepreneurial lifestyle. Tonight, I am so excited to welcome Melissa. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thank you. That sounds like a whole lot. And honestly, that was all those life changes were in like the last year. So when I heard you like saying it all, I was like, oh my God, I've been busy. I didn't even realize. Being busy is not a bad thing, you know? No. So I think most people know that I have a career in transportation and supply chain all in corporate America. We have a lot of people who turn in on LinkedIn that are in that same space. And I think what excited me was the fact that you're the other side of that trucker, right? You're, you are the spouse. You're the one that's left at home while they're on the road. And I'd love to know a little bit about that. And then a little bit about your story and how you've made this, this drastic transition in the past year or so of changing and uprooting your whole life and, and, and really just taking it by the horns. So I have to give major props to my husband, first of all, because he is amazing. He does what he needs to do to support his family. And the whole reason he even went into truck driving to begin with is because I was going into nursing school. And so he knew that I couldn't work at the same time and I needed to make it a priority. So he got a CDL. He He's a veteran, so he's an army vet. He was working in a, um, uh, like a plant, like a, you know, paper plant. And he was just going to stay there forever until he retired. And he was like, you know what? I, I need to do something else. I need to support us, especially right now. And so we just started looking into like, what would it be to be a trucker? And my dad was a, um, a logger, uh, when I was younger growing up. And then I was like, you know what? You, there's truck driving. And he was like, um, not interested because I mean, my husband could not back up a boat. <laughs> like, it was so embarrassing. I, I can like still remember when we got our boat. It was horrible. <laughs> Long story short, he decides to go get a CDL, goes to work for TMC, which is a really great company. Yeah. And they teach him everything. So the first day I go with him, I could not believe that he was like fitting into these little buildings. I, I had like so much more respect for him after that because, you know, I could get rid of the boat images. Um, and I just was so impressed. I was like, my gosh, like you are doing it. So anyways, um, I would start going with him during my breaks from nursing, um, while I was still in school and it was a great break for me. I got to get away from the kids and I got to study on the road. Mm -hmm. I was sleeping in the truck with him. I loved, 
using our loves points at the showers. Like I love the entire experience. I think I want to be a truck driver maybe more than him sometimes. So we just like, we got so much closer during this time, mm -hmm. which was amazing. Cause I thought it was going to be the exact opposite from being away from each other so much. But I teach other truckers wives too, that you actually use that in time intentionally when they're home. And we get so much done in a weekend, um, way more than we would if he was home every single day, you know? Yeah. So that's, I think a lot of people forget about that part. They get so like, I'm going to be lonely at night. And yeah, there's going to be some weird things in the beginning. Um, like for one, I could not go to sleep till five in the morning when he first went on the road because I could not sleep. I was up all night. I'd heard every, you know, noise, all the things. And the sun would come up and I'm like, okay, it's safe for me to go to sleep. I did that for probably a good couple months. And then we wow. get it. So That's crazy. Yes. So then I um, went into nursing school. Okay. So I got my degree and he, as he's traveling, he's like, you know, we could go anywhere at this point. We were living in Wisconsin. He's born and raised Wisconsin. I could not stand it. It was like the snow was ridiculous. I'm from California. So I was like, I don't know where we are. Um, we did it for eight years though. So I graduated and he picked Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. He, um, I don't know if you've ever been there. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, if you get into Idaho from Montana, you come around this corner and most truck drivers know, cause he was doing the boat division at the time. They get around this corner and this huge lake opens up with mountains everywhere. And he's like, if I was ever going to move, let's let me go there. Yeah. So um, I had a break in a couple of weeks. We picked up the kids. We traveled there to see if we'd want to live there. We said, yes, we do. Went back home. I graduated and we left the next day. Um, so that's kind of like, it's just been one thing after another. Um, and the reason I even say any of this is because I feel like if you're going to make a decision, you need to make a decision and execute and move, like just live life, have fun, you know? So we decided to do that. You can interrupt me at any time too, because I will like <laughs> all day. Cause I love when people can just pick up and do whatever they want to do in their life. I like live for that stuff. That's well, I think it's awesome because you've proven that, you know, communication is key uh -huh. in any relationship. If you're in work, working relationship, a uh, relationship, relationship with, you know, husband and wife, if you're not communicating, it doesn't matter if they're a thousand miles away or 10 feet away. Right. And so the fact that you've, you, you hit on that, that, that purposefulness, mm -hmm. that mindfulness of making sure that you, you and your husband made sure that your relationship was the priority, regardless of where he was physically, I think is so cool. Um, and is a struggle for, I think a, a lot of people. Um, and sometimes that, that separation can actually help people do that. Yeah. Know. Um, in the very beginning, the hardest part was he had a hard time in the very beginning, maybe more than me, because I feel like us women at home or a spouse at home, we just pick up and do what we have to do. Correct. It's we, we have us like we have our own things going on, but they're the ones removed and they're the ones that are just getting the updates on the phone. And um, <clears throat> I very much knew from the very beginning that I had to be super delicate with our time because um, our son was not that old. He was like six months old when Brad hit the road. So much of his life, dad's been a truck driver. Yeah. Um, it's hard on the family um, to a certain extent. Now, sometimes I joke around. I'm like, I don't know if we'd stay married this long if you were home every day. Like, we have our own lives. <laughs> so sometimes he comes home and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, he'll drop everything in the kitchen that I just cleaned. Or, you know, like, I'm like, we don't do that. Like, he'll have a different routine when he comes home. And I have to remind myself that, like, 
this is his home. He's not a guest. And that was really hard. Yeah. Uh, just get used to doing things. So. So, and you probably hear the other side of stuff too, right? From a, I think I mentioned in the green room, you know, I, I've done a lot with driver appreciation events and things like that to thank the tank truck drivers. And, and what's the, the, the good part about COVID is it put the truck driver community forefront and center for every American, right? And I'm just curious on what you hear on what are really good practices for those of us that are the shippers, right? Or receivers that you think that, hey, maybe these men and women that are truly on the front line delivering goods all across this country, what are things that maybe we we could do differently? Or even just the regular Joe Schmo on the street, right? On on how they could be appreciative for these frontline folks. I definitely think the first thing I would say to just regular people is like move over and let our truckers merge onto the darn freeway. Like yeah. please realize that if the you know, I know they're big and you like want to cut them off, but like every single minute, if somebody is waiting for a load, somebody's waiting to go home. So he's trying to get home and it just takes a couple small things to just stop the entire day. Yeah. I wish a lot of people would realize that um, that's just on a regular side. I think the companies, um, some he goes to great places to deliver, but there are some that are like restrooms, not for truckers. Yeah. Like heartbreaking. I'm like, our truckers are like, where should they, where should he just like go then? You know what I mean? Like right. sleeping in your parking lot all night long. Um, so he could have your services or your goods as soon as you wake up or as soon as you get to work. Um, and then, or the ones that get upset if um, they have to stay 15 minutes later to unload. I, I can't tell you the times where they're like, sorry, we're going home for the day. And I get, they need to get home too. I get it. But then that will put them off a whole another 24 hours. Maybe they don't even get home for the weekend. Maybe they run out of time. So it's like yeah. your 15 minutes just cost a whole family, maybe even a week, because he's not going to make it home. Yeah. So it happened a lot. And I I know um, I don't expect everybody to understand what's going on, but really to just use a lot of common sense, too, and realize that they just don't park their truck and go home. Right. I, I think that's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot. Because okay. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about you, and you've been on multiple journeys, right? Yeah. So we we talk a lot on on this podcast about you know motivation. We also talk about might, so the physical side. You've been on a journey on how do you change yourself physically, but yeah. then also this motivation that's now feeding your entrepreneurial spirit. So yeah. can you maybe share a little bit about how you made that journey, especially from being a, a nurse and all the education you went into that and then saying, nope, I'm going to go do something different. You know, I think uh, the first thing I'll talk about is when you decide to become a nurse, it's generally for a reason to help other people. Yeah. One And number two is I can go anywhere and work and have an income, a good income. That's why a lot of us get into nursing. However, the world got a little crazy and we, 30% of us actually left in 2022. I was shocked at that. I thought that, I mean, I knew a lot of people were leaving, um, but to see those statistics, I was like, okay, I wasn't alone in this. Um, just, I, I'm sure you can imagine, I don't even need to talk about why it, it would be really hard to be a nurse at that time. But I will tell you, I stayed two years into it because I was not going to be the nurse that was, that was just bolting and leaving. Yep. But I felt like so many other things were getting involved, a lot, so much government stuff, just it was too much and it wasn't what I signed up for. 
And I realized I was diagnosed with four autoimmune disorders within two years. I gained 80 pounds. I was miserable. Wow. I had a health scare and I thought, you know what? I have to do something different. Um, and I said, what if I stopped doing things because I felt like I had to do it? And I started doing things because I actually wanted to. Like, what would that feel like? How would that be? Um, and so I I was moving up in the company that I was with. I was actually running an as an administrator of a long-term care facility. It was a whole thing. I was literally this close to my next promotion, which would be traveling around the country. And that's what I wanted. And um, I left while things were high for me. And um, I followed my heart for once. And it didn't matter how much more money they offered me or what the job was. I knew it wasn't the right decision. I wanted my kids out of public school. And I knew I couldn't do both. Yeah. So, you know, I said to my husband, I'm like, what if we just like put our house in the market? Coeur d'Alene was going crazy with real estate. Um, we could actually get out at a good time profit and pay off all of our debt and move across the country. And I'm like, let's just do it. So we decided he was going to stay as a truck driver so we can go anywhere, you know. Um, and we decided to find property, not maybe the state, but the actual property. So we started looking everywhere, found this place in Arkansas in the middle of nowhere. And I'm telling you, when you're going through all of the stuff with COVID and being a nurse and not ever having a break, the thought of being in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we like, we're going to get the ducks and chickens and the goats and all the things. So we, uh, loaded up, uh, we sold our house in 15 minutes. We um so we signed on this house. We closed 30 days later and bought it sight unseen. Wow. I walked in, had a small panic attack because I went from <laughs> house to a 50-year-old house. And I was like, oh my God, like what did we do? Um, but you know, you gotta keep it going. And um started bringing in the animals and just started like following my heart. And there's nothing better than having your chicken, like letting your chickens out of this coop every morning when you've never had this life before. There's nothing better than letting them out in the morning, giving them their treats, collecting those eggs. Like I visioned it so many times in my head when I was so stressed out that when it finally came to life, I was like, I did this. I yeah. that's a long time ago. And it was just in that moment of realization that what if what else can I create? So I started, um, I joined Lions Not Sheep, which is where I believe we met. Yep. Um, because I am obsessed with Sean Bailey and, and his whole entire group. Okay. Like all, <laughs> um, I love who they all stand for. And I became, I met so many different people there. Um, and Jesse Lee Ward is my mentor now. I met her through Sean Bailey and just all these things. Um, so I decided like I want to kind of want to open a coffee shop because why not? Like that's right. fun. So <laughs> and are there any coffee shops in the middle of nowhere, no. Arkansas? See, nope. so there you go. <laughs> Okay. It was the need. So we opened a drive through mobile coffee trailer. Um, I had, but my kids are homeschooled at the time now, right? That's a whole nother thing that I'm dealing with. Realizing that I'm at the coffee stand 14 hour days easily. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like struggling back at home. And I'm like, if I was going to struggle at home, I would have just stayed a nurse. And I'm like, okay, what is this teaching me? Well, it's funny because I think I've envisioned so many times of me actually opening a coffee shop that the universe was like, listen, you want a coffee shop? And then reality set in and I was like, okay, I wanted a coffee shop, but I didn't want to work at 14 hours a day because my chickens are at home and my pool needs clean and all these things. So we scaled it and we sold it. And that was my first taste at being an entrepreneur, really. Like, look at something I built from the ground up. I scaled it and sold it. What can I do with this money? Yeah. And 
started investing. We started dabbling in some things like crypto, even, which sounds so crazy to me because we've never done that before. Um, and, you know, that has some goods and bads about it. But we started just getting starting finding other things that I like to do. And I realized I really like to teach women how to live their lives, like getting themselves out of their own way and just making a decision. And uh, so this led me down this journey. And now I'm in network marketing, which is so funny because I never envisioned this. This was never on my board. But when I think back, you know, and wanting to empower women, that is what I do all day, every day. Yeah. But if somebody saw what I'm doing, they're going to title it as that I'm a network marketer. Right. But right. And I, I never called it that. You know what I mean? Um. So now I'm on this mission to find moms just like me who want more out of life who want to maybe homeschool their kids because I can't tell you the amount of women that say that they would bring their kids home if they could. Right. And I, when I hear that, what do you mean if you could, like, what would you need to do? And uh, I tell them and I teach them about the sacrifices we needed to make. Like for one, I um, sold my Jeep, which was my pride and joy because I knew I needed to get rid of some things to allow some room in my life. Um, and it has just come back to me tenfold. So now I get to do that all day, every day. Um, because during my health journey, losing, so I've lost 55 pounds now. Yay. I, I know I feel great, which is the bonus was the weight loss to be, yeah. yeah, to feel good in my skin. Finally, that was the real win for me. So now I get to teach other people how to do that. And I get to teach them how to bring their kids home and homeschool them and make money at the same time. Mm -hmm. Come full circle. That is awesome. I mean, I, I, I went on a similar weight loss journey over the past few years as well and, and around the same amount, 50 pounds. And it is that you don't realize, you know, at the time I just like, oh, you know, I'm just curvy or I'm just this or I'm whatever. And there's all these lies that you tell yourself. Once I went through that process of losing the weight, I, I, I literally, I'll go to the grocery store and like, that's a 50 pound bag of dog food. Like I literally lost that entire bag of dog food. And I was carrying that around on every single one of my joints. I just said that last week when we were, when my husband picked up the dog food, I said, we used to wave, we used to have that on our back. Every day, yeah. every day, every second of every day. And, you know, when you go down that journey of, of that, that process, it's hard, but my God, when you get to the end of it, or, and I don't know if there's ever really an end because now yeah. it's just like, how do you maintain, right? Like, how do you, you've learned the skills to get here. How do you stay here? But it's, it is so life-changing. It's life-changing physically, but it's life-changing mentally as well because now you have this thing that you, nobody could ever, nobody could do that for you. Right. Only you can do that. Somebody else might be able to buy you a business. Somebody else might be able to like, they're going to give you a job or whatever or a promotion. But that's the one, like this one that you can really only do yourself. Exactly. And so like, I got to congratulate you because I personally know how hard it is, girl. And I'm just so proud of you. I'm not done, but I will tell you, my husband's lost 30 pounds himself. And we know being a truck driver to lose weight is very hard. Yep. And join me on my journey too. And our marriage is just so much better now. And he, I feel so much better knowing he's healthier now on the road. Yeah. So now at this point, like he's diabetic. He didn't get diabetes until he started becoming a truck driver. Um, and like most of them, and you know, what does that mean for his med cert? Like he has to get certified every single year. Yeah. So our was let's get your A1C levels down where you don't have to do that. You can go two years, like, you know, normal, healthy people. So that's been one thing that's like majorly changed our life. And I'm so happy to see him so healthy. So yeah. watching us doing this together has been great for our children, for sure. That is so cool. And you talked a lot about how the visions that you had for yourself 
come true. Like you're, you're almost like you're willing it into existence. And, you know, Andy Frisella talks about this a lot on his podcast. And do you, do you do like the traditional vision board or is it a, do you do meditation on it? Like how, how is that process for you? Cause I know it's unique for everybody. I would love to say that I meditate. I cannot quiet my brain. And I know people say there's ways to around it. I'm working on that skill. It's just not, Mm -hmm. I have to do what works for me right now. And for me, that means I have all of my alarms set as angel numbers, 11, 11, 12, 12, 111, 222. And it reminds me of something. Um, Some of them remind me of something that I'm grateful for because every hour now I'm grateful for something and something um, I talk to myself like I've already achieved the next goal. Uh, When I do those Mm -hmm. Things because how often do we stop ever and say, Oh, I should take a second and be grateful for something? I mean, we don't, we're just busy. So, this do it. And also, I used to hate the sound of my alarm going off. So, this actually has like reconditioned my brain that it's okay when I hear my alarm. Um, So, that's one thing that I do. I do change like my lock screens to show pictures of things that I want and that to accomplish because I will look at that more than an actual vision board. Love, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my piece of paper, girl, because that is both of those things are fire, by the way. <laughs> like, I could do that, I don't have time to put something on a cardboard piece of paper, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh no, they're having storms in Arkansas right now, everybody. So, I know you probably just saw Melissa go black, but she's back. I'm she's back. Good. Sorry, You're good. Problem with on my phone, my phone keeps ringing and it knocks me out, anyways. Um, that's why I didn't do a vision board for so mm-hmm. long. I didn't. I don't want to go find the magazines. So years will go by and I just wouldn't do it. So I'm like, okay, what can I do right now? So that's what I started doing. I also, because of the field that I'm in now, I get to go from having employees that just wanted a paycheck to actually building a team that wants a lot of good, cool stuff and that wants to help other people. So I actually create like a dream team. And Mm -hmm. I'm talking, I will put people down that I already know in my real life. Um, and I'm telling you, it happens. I get to cross them off my list as they join me. They didn't even know they were on there. And it's not like I'm doing any like weird things to them. It's just they're naturally, I'm attracted to them and they're attracted to me. And it's like this pull. Um, and so when I speak, I'm speaking to them all the time when I'm wanting, you know, people talk about an avatar. Who do you want to connect with? Right. Um, and I write down, I write a lot of things down, but I don't journal. So mm-hmm. I know a lot of people journal and I still, I, again, I wish I could be that person. I'm not. But I'm really good at like writing down to-do lists. And um, when I can do that, I can just start my goals. I can just slay them away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big to-do list person as well. And yeah, it's probably like OCD and, and all that. But I love a good checklist. Like yeah. That is my jam. I have yeah. checklists within checklists. Um, one of the things that I try to do is in my day, and you talk about having that gratitude, right? Or you have a reminder during the day to be thankful. I have started the practice of every day. I write down like, what's one win from today? What's one of those things I'm I'm like, yeah. And then every, at the end of the week on Sunday, I go back and I look at, you know, what were my biggest wins for this week? And it, some of it could be work. Some of it could be personal, right? Some of it could yeah. be, re- be relationships. Hey, I, you know, man, I, I had a great date night, you know, whatever. We actually executed yeah. a date night. So thing, even if it's something like that is that simple, or that somebody else might think is about man. Why, why would you be grateful for that? Well, because maybe that didn't happen a year ago, right? And so I want to. I want to continue that. I want to continue to pour into those things, those positive things that I want on repeat. Yeah, you want to wins always. I always teach my team. You stack. I don't care how big it is. You stack it. And then I also, um, really quick, what I teach my team 
is yeah, we're going to have some highs and lows. But if your baseline continually gets higher and higher as you're leveling up, you're never going to go any lower than you used to. Yeah. And just keep going. Your baseline changes and your lows aren't as crazy anymore. And things just look differently. You walk differently. You talk differently. And I will say, I will always... Um, I will always try to act like the next level up above me. And I will ask myself, what would they look like today? How would they talk today? And it just has been transformational. Um, and it's, you know, you just tell the universe what you are and you'll be it. And you got to yeah. stop thinking all these like horrible thoughts about yourself all day long and start really talking out loud how, you know, if we're great as human beings and we already have a good heart, imagine how many more people we can help if we show up in that way. So. Right. I mean, and I, I think that applies to anybody. It's not if you're just an entrepreneur. You know, I, I've worked in corporate America for over 20 years now. That applies in that space too, right? So if you're wanting to move from a individual contributor to a manager, well, what would a manager do in that situation that you're maybe facing, right? Yeah. How do how would they show up to the table? And the same thing on that that positive mindset. When everybody on a team, all they want to do is talk crap, right? It brings the whole energy of the team down. So how can you as an in individual help level the team up with that positive energy? It doesn't mean like, hey, we, we're all just going to be blowing smoke. No, right. like there's reality. Sometimes you have to talk reality. But can you do that in a more positive, uplifting space? I, I think that that applies. That's a universal thing that the sooner you learn that, the, the faster you start seeing positive traction in your life. Absolutely. I believe in a big love and shove. Um, yeah. And I just, I, if I tell people all the time, if you're finding yourself at a table where they're just talking about people and not the big ideas, please get up and leave that table. There's so many better conversations to be had. And, you know, at the end of the day, your family is going to look a lot better when mom or dad or whoever shows up better for them. You're actually changing generations. And yes. I think responsibility that a lot of people don't realize. Yes, I love that. So one final question. So Melissa, if you can go back 10 years, you could rewind the tape. What advice would you give Melissa from 10 years ago? Well, um, I say, who do you, what do you truly want to do? What truly makes you happy? And then I would say, you're probably going to do what you have to do anyways, because it's all, you know, and it's going to end you where you're supposed to be anyways, because I wouldn't have learned these lessons without putting myself through what I have. Um, and I don't think I would have been this positive at this point in my life. So at the end of the day, I wouldn't change anything. I would let it go <laughs> on my future self. Now I'm coming for you. <laughs> I see what you have going on and I love it. Oh my God. I, I love that so, so much. Um, I am going to try to get my mouse to move here because I want to share with people what's the best way that they can connect with you, follow you. It, you know, if they want to be on your dream team, right, as you're building your dream team, what, what's yeah. going to be some of the best ways for people to connect with you? So definitely, sorry about my cat. <laughs> you hear this meowing, it's just my cat. Um, <laughs> Instagram is very, I, I'm, you can get me on Instagram, you can get me on Facebook, same name, but it's Melissa Marie Wolbert. Um, but you can go to my Instagram, they're linked. And then I am on TikTok. I like to go talk business on TikTok. 
I like to talk to other, um, you know, other people in my line of work. That's kind of my focus there. And then I love to talk to truck drivers wives on TikTok as well. Um, but yeah, any of those places and you can go to my milkshake link and my actual cell phone number is in there. I love to connect with people. I love when they send me a text. They're like, Hey, I was just in your, in your storefront today. Like, do you have a minute? And I'm like, absolutely. That is so cool. And for TikTok, is it just like Instagram at Melissa, the mentor? It's Melissa, the mentor, uh, business official, I think. Okay. That, but they're all linked in my milkshake link. Awesome. Melissa, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. This has been such a fascinating conversation for me from a, a whole bunch of different uh, just facets. And so thank you again for your time today. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you for tuning into Might in Motion. If you learned something about motivation, momentum, mindfulness, or might, please like, comment, and share. Thank you.